Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is The Morning Five for Tuesday, February 21st, 2023. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey. Life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Perry and Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Bryce, today is a day that I think you'll enjoy. It is right. Pancake Day. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm for sure on board completely with National Pancake Day. One of my favorite things to eat as a breakfast food. I love, I love pancakes, man. Um, how, how often do you make pancakes for the kids? Uh, not that often, honestly. Um, we're more of an more of an eggs and bacon, uh, type thing. But growing up, that was sort of my go-to breakfast thing. My grandma used to make me uh, blueberry pancakes almost every single morning as a little kid. She'd pick uh, fresh blueberries from her garden uh, and make me blueberry pancakes. I make them every now and then for the kids, but they're, they, uh, they are more fan of like a toad-in-the-hole or, I don't know, eggs and bacon with some grits, oatmeal, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge pancake fan. Okay. Uh, it's also National Sticky Bun Day. You like I sticky buns? I, you know, in the right setting, yeah. You know, I, I enjoy some. Uh, I enjoy some sticky buns. Uh, I think these are meant to be eaten with a uh, with a with a nice cup of coffee. I prefer my sticky buns with a nice glass of Chardonnay or perhaps a Merlot. Uh, I think that pairs best with some sticky buns. Right. But, you know, I, is a sticky bun, is that considered a, a honey bun? Do you think a honey bun falls under the sticky bun category? Well, honey buns are sticky. so They that's, are? That's something I would I would assume would be sticky bun, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put honey buns under the sticky bun category. I don't think technically they are sticky buns. Um, I think sticky buns are like, I think they have to have like a nut on top. Um, you know, that's all, all the best sticky buns have nuts on top. So, uh, you know, and I think they're sort of meant to be eaten with, with coffee, but I, I don't know. I guess we could throw honey buns in the sticky bun category. I don't like honey buns. I was just curious. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the Hawks. The Hawks uh, have a tough road to hoe. Pardon the expression. Um, as they are heading into the final stretch of the 2022-2023 season, and it starts out with John Collins entering the, the concussion protocol. And yeah, out not great. <laughs> that's uh, that's not what you want to see from from old Johnny Collins, as Steve Holman likes to call him. Uh, you know, the the concussion protocol in the NBA is a little different than it is in the NFL as well. Like it's it's the NBA, you're not getting your head smashed in every single play. So uh, hopefully he comes back quicker, but that's that's certainly not what you want to see. As we've sort of discussed in this podcast early on in the season, when this team is not 100% healthy and everybody isn't firing on all cylinders, 
the Hawks just aren't deep enough with talented, you know, wings, especially not in the paint, to make up for an injury on the front line. Right. And and the one thing that has been kind of okay for for me, you and I have talked about this, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, was just the fact that the starters have actually played pretty well. Trey, DeJounte, DeAndre, JC, and Clint have the best defensive rating for a five-man rotation in the NBA this season. That's huge. Yeah, but, yeah. But that's... the problem is it doesn't, you know, equal wins right now. And that's the problem. And I don't know, man. It's 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 very odd. You can look at all the analytics and all the stats and everything, and you look at the Hawks, and I mean, all the stats and the analytics and everything tell you that this Hawks team should be better than they are. And I think you and I have said that multiple times, that this Hawks team should be better than they are. But for some reason, it's it's I don't I don't know. I've watched I would say I've watched probably 75 to 80 percent of the Hawks games this year. And I can't tell you a definitive reason on why the Hawks are not better, because it seems like every single night it is something different. It's it's they're consistently inconsistent in the way they play basketball. Um, and, and, you know, this this starting lineup when they're out there, when we were going on that winning streak, the starting lineup was playing phenomenally. I mean, Trey would go for 25 plus DeJounte Murray would go for 25 plus and the other three starters would add at least 10 to 15 points per game. And, and the defense is the defense has been better this year in some statistical categories, but then you look at points per game given up. I mean, they're third or fourth worst right now in the East. So it's, it, it's very confusing and it's very hard to put my finger on what the issue is and a, how to fix it or B, is it even fixable? I know a lot of people want Nate McMillan out. I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Nate. Uh, firing Nate, I, I don't know. Is that the answer? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I'm not. I'm not a huge Nate fan, but I don't know if firing him immediately fixes this team. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I don't know. It's it's tough and it's frustrating to watch this team, uh, and I feel like I've been saying that about the Hawks for the past six to eight years. Yeah, and unfortunately for the Hawks, they have the third hardest remaining schedule uh, for the rest of the season. So oh, fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be an uphill battle to get into, uh, get into the playoffs and, and try to get into a normal playoffs position so we don't have to do that play-in position. Yeah, and luckily for the Hawks, one of the teams that's ahead of them, we kind of talked about it yesterday, is the Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets, they're not a bad team now, but they're certainly not what they were when they were, what whatever they were, the two or three C before they traded KD and, and Kyrie. So that's we sort of caught a break there if we're if you're a Hawks fan. But I, I mean, you know, they've done nothing so far this year that has proven to me that I am I am safe in saying that we're going to get a playoff position. The Heat and the Knicks right now are ahead of you. I think we're better than the Heat and the Knicks only just looking at a roster. But above that, it's the Nets right now. We're better roster than the Nets. Uh, but the Cavs, 76ers, Bucks and Celtics, I can a thousand percent guarantee you we're not better than any of those teams right now. So right. It, it, we got, we got, like we said, 20 something games left in the season. We're three games out of a playoff position. Uh, let's uh, let's get healthy and see if we can go on a bit of a run here to close out the year and get some momentum going into the playoffs. And let's see what the new guys can, can put on, on the court too, because that's something that I'm really interested in seeing. We have, we've only seen, know a couple of games of the new guys so let's let's see what they can put together the final stretch 
Yeah, see if we can get him some PT and see if they can help us at all with that depth that we were talking about. All right, let's get to the Braves as well. Uh, the Braves are in spring training, and, and I, I mentioned this, I think, yesterday, that, that the Braves are going to start having to put Ronald Acuna Jr. and uh, Eddie Rosario out in early in spring training because they are going to be leaving camp to go to their uh, prospective uh, countries camp for the World Baseball Classic. So that's coming up. Something else that we saw recently was that the Braves, per fan graphs, have the best chance to win the World Series this year. Yeah, I saw this, and I'll be honest with you, Billy, it kind of shocked me. You do? I, I mean, I, I'm a huge Braves honk. I love the Braves. I expect them to win the World Series every year. Uh, but the fact that other people outside of, you know, Atlanta, <laughs> Atlanta media, Atlanta sports media, think that the Braves are good enough to win the World Series, I, I don't know, it just kind of kind of shocked me. I mean, right. and we are we are favorites by, by quite a bit. I mean, we're favored to win the World Series. Right now, our odds, the fan graphs puts us at 14.6%. The second team in, in this little fan graphs thing that they made is at 11.9%, and it's the Padres. We're almost three, point per, uh, three percentage points better to win the World Series and the Padres right now, just with all the analytics and everything that they go through. Um, Yankees are third at 10.5. Astros are fourth at 9.9. And Mets are fifth at 9.1. Do you think this fan graph poll considers in that the Mets just met every single year? Possibility, for sure. I mean, you're looking at it, and the Mets have always kind of metted. Um, but I think that's why they went out and got Verlander this year, to try to avoid metting um you want to get a consistent rotation i mean you thought degrom would be degrom and scherzer would be deadly but couldn't keep them healthy so now you're going to try to keep uh scherzer and, and verlander healthy so those are your top two your top two guns let's see what you can do with them but with the braves they've been consistent over the past five years and it's hard to you know ben ingram saying you come at the kings you better not miss right Right, right. Yeah, and I mean, so far, no one has been able to... <laughs> everybody's missed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, and, and I feel like Anthropolis is doing a really good job with that front office and bringing in people and bringing in holes. I mean, really, the only hole that we didn't address this year was left field. Uh, it, and it is what it is. We'll roll with who we have. And I think we have some young guys in the, in the farm system that could come up and help as well if we needed to. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm very comfortable going forward this year with what this team looks like and the way this team is constructed. Yeah, and speaking of uh, Max Reed, you know, being that, that ace of the rotation, he says he's not angry over the arbitration that he's had to go through. But he's open to an extension if the Braves approach. He has to be the next guy, right? Like, there's nobody else on the Braves that you think, okay, this person needs an extension over Max Freed. I would hope I would hope that he's the next guy. I mean, Max Freed is by, you know, he's he's our ace right now. Um, I don't know if he will be our ace this season kind of yet to be seen. But I mean, Freed has been that top of rotation guy that you're very confident that you can throw out there in a game seven and he's going to give you some strong innings. Um, so I hope I know the Braves are not a big fan of, of signing people to high dollar long term, you know, contracts they are they're very we want team friendly contracts and 
it's worked well for them so far. We, we saw with Freddie and we saw with Dansby that if the player is not willing to sign a team-friendly deal, then the Braves will, will let them walk. So I, I hope that's not the case with Max. I think Max has a lot of good years left as being a, you know, a, a one or two type guy at the top of the rotation. So I, I hope, I mean, I hope they get this deal done with Soroka sooner rather than later. Later, I, I don't want this Great. hanging over his head during the season. You know what I mean? So, or yeah, get this done with Freed and and sign him up and, and lock him up for the next I don't know five six years. Speaking of Soroka, Mike Soroka is dealing with some hamstring tightness. Uh, according to Brian Snicker, and he reported it when he arrived to camp. So the Braves are holding him out as a precaution. You know, as you m- mentioned yesterday, you know, water's wet. You know, yeah. it's it sucks that Soroka's injured. You hate for that, but let's let's get him healthy. Let's get let him have a uh, you know a full camp and let him build it back in. You know, this this fifth starter role between him and in Anderson is going to be really interesting to watch, to, in my opinion. Yeah, I hate this for Mike, man. He, he's worked really hard to get back to the majors from a lot of different injuries, and it seems like he can't stay healthy long enough to to break in, you know, maybe that fifth starter rotation, long bullpen, whatever it is. Uh, you know, the best ability is the availability, and, and Mike Soroka just hasn't had it over the past couple of years. Very talented arm. Uh, I think he's one of those guys that if you don't see him crack into the majors this year and really make a stab at that fifth starter position, I think yeah. he could be on on the board to be traded uh, before the trade deadline this year and maybe bring in, I don't know, another bullpen arm or a left field bat or something like that. Uh, I'd love to see him stay here. I'd love to see him stay healthy. Uh, I like Mike Soroka a lot, even though he said he wants to be called Michael now instead of Mike. Uh, that, that was a little weird when he had that press conference. Um, but I'd love to see him stay healthy and stay in a Braves uniform. But if not, then I think he is a good candidate to be traded uh, near the trade deadline this year. All right, Bryce, you got to call a lot of basketball games this, this season for hometown sports. The one thing that I'm really pumped about is the amount of talent that has been on this this West Georgia team or this West Georgia area team. We've got re- all region teams right now, and they are littered with our area our, our yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, there's a ton and ton of all region, uh, you know, young ladies and young men that uh, that made it, and they're representing their uh, their all region teams from their high schools. Um, we'll start out with Bowden, Caden Prothrow made second team. Will Huggins, honorable mention. Luke Ledbetter, honorable mention. Jacari Brewer, first team for the ladies. Mia McIntyre, honorable mention. Jesse Gibbs, Zariah Lockett, and Malaya Andrews, all with honorable mention for Bowden over in Bremen the Blue Devils Mary House first team that's a no-brainer Marley Derringer second team Shelby Underwood second team Jada Smith and Danielin Sheets both honorable mentions I, I will say something whoever put Jada Smith as an honorable mention and not a first team or a second team I don't think watched enough Jada Smith games uh, that young lady is, is fantastic and, and sort of Bremen went as Jada Smith went I know Mary House has the 1,000 points the eye-popping numbers Jada Smith did a lot of things that aren't going to show up in the box score. Um, I'm a huge fan of Jada Smith. Uh, at Central, Max Young, Jay Harding, Cameron McEwen, Isaiah West, and Rachel Will- uh, Rochelle Wilson all made all region teams. That Central Lions boys team is really, really good. I'm excited to see how far they can get in the playoffs because they are a very, very talented team. Out in Harrelson County, Nick Harness and Carsey Ray were first teamers. 
Ethan Pixler and Jaden Ross, both honorable mention. Annalaine Coy was first team, Morgan Martin second team, and Bailey Chandler was honorable mention. Down in Her County, Jasmine Owens, Jaden Boykin, both first teamers. That's a no-brainer. Carmaya Swint and Sarah Kate Evans and Cheyenne Kelly, all second teamers. So the entire starting five of the Heard County Braves girls team uh, made first team or second team all region. And Haley Tony made honorable mention down there in Heard County. Mount Zion. Mount Zion had the most accolades for region awards. Coach of the year, Coach Tyler Wright out in Mount Zion, who's just a, a great coach and a phenomenal human being. Love Coach Wright out there in Mount Zion. Player of the year, Zoe Holland. Another 1,000-point scorer in our area. Zoe Holland is uh, player of the year for that region. Alex Zalea, Malachi Ackles, Preston Denny, Levi Spray, Justin Jones, and Christian Lee all on the boys' side were honorable mention. Emily Boyd, Shania Farley, and Nasiah Farley uh, made first team, second team, and honorable mentioned, uh, you know, respectively. Yeah, Emily and, Bird. Sorry, not Boyd. Bird. Yeah. Uh, and out in Villarica, Jantavia Shivers and Gracie Byford both made second team in the boys and girls. Kaya Swint and Gabby Grant made honorable mention for the girls as well. All right. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal news. What you got? Yeah. Uh, scoreboard. On the Marine South scoreboard for last night in baseball, Mount Zion defeats Creekside 11-1, to and Harrelson County falls to Central 8-2, to a game that you were out there watching uh, last night, Billy. Yeah, it was a very, very well-pitched game on both sides. Uh, it was just basically that game was put away by two big innings by Central. I think it was like the fourth and the, and the seventh. They both put a three spot on the board, so... Um, outside of those two innings, it was very, very well pitched for both both sides. It was uh, it was a good game. Bo Bass hit a home run that one. I think I saw you tweet, didn't he? Didn't, yeah, didn't it, Bo Bass have a home run? His first ever uh, home run ever. Oh wow! It was awesome, and I mean the entire dugout erupted, parents erupted. It was it was really cool, man. It was just a really cool cool moment. And then like after. The next time he came up to the plate, you know, all of his teammates were chirping at the pitcher. He's like, well, you got a power hitter here. And, you know, Bass is the eighth hitter. Um, (laughs) It was awesome. You could not have asked for a better night for baseball last night. The weather was absolutely beautifully gorgeous. Yep, it was perfect. Hopefully the weather will hold off for tonight, too. Yeah, it looks like we're going to get a little rain in the middle of the day, but it might, uh, as long as it doesn't rain too much and and move out of here early, uh, we'll have some baseball tonight. Um, Last night also in soccer, Bremen at Villarica. I can't find a girls score, uh, but I do know that the boys tied 3-3 last night. On the Smiths floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight. Uh, Basketball, we have state playoffs happening tonight. Bowden at Lake Oconee Academy at 6. These are all girls games tonight. Uh, Bremen at Carver at 6.30. Central at Chastity at 6. Mount Zion versus Warren County at 6 p.m. Uh, I'll be out there for Hometown Sports Media on the call for that Mount Zion game versus Warren County at 6 p.m. And then t- Temple at Bryan County at 6 p.m. Bryan County down near Savannah. I was texting with uh, Coach Corey Nix yesterday, and they were already down there and getting some pregame meals and some pregame workouts 
Uh, so all those girls are on the road looking to bring home victories tonight. But Mount Zion, they are at home, and I'll be on the call there. In baseball tonight, Villarica at Westminster at 530. Temple at Armouche at 4 p.m. Carrollton at Harrison County at 530. Bowden at Hurt County at 530. And you'll be on the call for that baseball game for uh, Hometown Sports Media tonight, right? Yep, I'll be calling that one by myself. So looking forward to that. Hopefully there's uh, hopefully the, the rain will come quick and move out just as quickly as well. And then Bremen at Chapel Hill at 555 tonight. Billy, right. you need another cup of coffee? Yeah, I definitely need another cup of coffee. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. I need a, I need a whole pot. I need a whole pot this morning. Yeah. Um, I'm starting. I got a little bit of allergy issues right now that is like driving me up the wall. I think I sneezed a total of like 500 times the past 24 hours. So nice. I'm, I need coffee bad. That's all. That's always fun. That's uh, always fun. Shohei Atani's agent says that Otani has the right to explore free agency, and I don't blame him. I mean, man is probably one of the better players in all of Major League Baseball. He absolutely does have the right to explore free agency. Yeah, well, I think you're a thousand percent right. I would love to see Shohei Otani hit free agency and just see what number he. I'd love for the Braves to be in on him. I don't think they are. I think his number is going to be astronomical. Um, but uh, who who was the guy for the Padres the other day that is also said he's going to opt out of his contract and explore free agency? Uh, third base, Manny Machado. Yeah, Mach- yeah, Manny Machado. So. Uh, two of the bigger stars in the West Coast are ap- opting out of their contracts and will explore free agency. I, you know, I, I'd love to see us go after Shohei Otani. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to have an astronomical uh, salary cap. You know, sort of where he, where he, or not salary cap, but um, salary. I don't think we're going to be in on him, but I'd love to see the Braves go after him. Yeah, and the, I think uh, Machado was asking for ten years, four hundred mil. Uh, I mean that's that's less than than what they um, thought. Old Cuzzy from the Nationals was going to get. They thought he was going to get uh, ten years, five hundred mil. I think they thought he was going to get the first half billion dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, free agent guard Patrick Beverly is finalizing a deal with the Chicago Bulls. Your thoughts there? <laughs> Big pickup for the Bulls. Honestly, the Bulls have a a, a quality roster right now. Um, they're fighting for a play-in position. I think they're, I don't know, maybe a couple games out of a play-in spot behind Toronto. Good pickup. Good pickup for the Bulls to get Patrick Beverly, who was traded at the trade deadline and, and got the uh, got the buyout um, and going to the Bulls. So that's a, that's a big get for them. Speaking of uh, traded at the deadline and getting a buyout, Russell Westbrook plans to sign with the L.A. Clippers. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice, nice little trade there for Russell Westbrook uh, you know he gets traded at the deadline from the Lakers and gets a buyout and now he's going with the LA Clippers the Clippers right now are in the four seed in the west so you go from a team who's you know fighting to get into a playoff a play in position to a team that right now if the playoffs ended would have a home game essentially in the LA Clippers so you go from uh you get to say you get to play in the same stadium and you just have to switch jerseys <laughs> go from the Lakers to Clippers Former uh, owner of the Spurs, Nuggets, and Vikings, Red McCombs, has passed away. That's a lot of teams. Yeah. That's a lot of teams he uh, owned. Yes. That's nuts, man. How much money do you have to have to, to own three sports franchises? Um, a lot. 
and none of them are even close. Like the Minnesota Vikings, the Denver Nuggets, and the San Antonio Spurs. Like none of those are even geographically close to each other. Oh, like it's very does... odd. <laughs> yeah. How does that? Did he just flip a coin over a map and wherever it landed is the team he bought that day? Well, I mean, to be fair, the the Atlanta Braves owners are based out of Colorado, so. Well, they they're a they're a collective. They're not really a person. They're a they're an investors group. Yeah. Still based yeah. out of Colorado. Final four live golf teams have been announced ahead of the 2023 opener. And yes, start this weekend. This, yeah, we talked about this, I think, when it was first announced, but they are going to have, um, they are going to play on on TV. And it's going to be, is it Peachtree Network? Or no, uh, 69, right? I don't remember. I honestly do not remember where. I, uh, I thought it was TNT. But I, I think that it was the UFC slap league that was on TNT. Um, I don't know. It should it should be all over their uh, their YouTube. I think is is where they're going to have it. So, I mean, you know, some of the some of the mainliners, Dustin Johnson and Patrick Reed, are all going to be on the same team. Uh, Phil Mickelson, Cameron Tringale, Henrik Stenson, Lee Poulter, and Lee Westwood. Um, I think that's a pretty pretty strong uh, pretty strong group. Brooks yeah. Kepka, Matty Wolf, Jason Kokrak, and Chase Kepka. Are all on the same team. Uh, Com Smith and Mark Leishman, Louis Ustase and Charles Schwarzel. So I mean, Bubba Watson, Taylor Gooch, Harold Varner. Uh, it's it's a good group, man. It's a it's a very very. I don't know. It'll be fun. You know, the rosters will be fun. That's sort of what LIV is to me. Is it's just kind of a fun, goofy side thing to the PGA Tour, which is the elite tour in the world. It still bothers me the fact that they're going with teams. Like golf of all things needs to be the most like the most ultimate primary. You are the only person that is responsible for you, and yeah, but you already have that. The, the LIV is trying to do something different from the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour, the Championship Tour, the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, there's already tours all over the world. The European Tour, the DP Tour. You already have tours all over the world that are the individual format. And, and LIV is trying to do something different and trying to stand out. They, they have the team thing. They have the shotgun start thing. It's, you know, the colors aren't the traditional colors that you would see on the PGA Tour. It's, it's a lot more vibrant. So I understand why the LIV is doing it. I don't, you know, I don't know if I'm a fan of it. I, I think it's different. I think it's fun. I, I like to see where, where it goes. Um, I just, I'm not sure that I'm not sure the LIV is going to be around for, for too many more years. (laughs) Honestly, if I'm I'm being honest. In 1985, this was 10 months before I was born. The largest NBA crowd to date was Atlanta versus Detroit. 44,970 came to watch the Pistons versus the Hawks. Yeah, and it just got beat this year. So that, I mean, you know, that record stood for 30 something years. Uh, just got beat this year between was it San Antonio and Golden State, I want to say, were the teams that were playing. Um, but yeah, Atlanta, Detroit, 44,970 for a basketball game. That's absurd, man. That's a nuts number. Yeah, that is a ton. You got anything else for us today, bud? Nah, man, I'm good. Let's get out of here on a Tuesday. Hopefully that rain comes in and it's a light sprinkle and goes away quickly so we can get all these baseball games in tonight. Let's hope for the best. Uh, like we mentioned, Bryce will be calling the Mount Zion game today. That'll be on HSM2. I will be calling the uh, Hurt County 
Outen game on HSM1. So we'll put out the uh, links later today on social media. For Bryce Farling, I'm Billy Lindell. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!